What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, and this is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Gents. Woo. And that's Nugget back there. All right. What up, Nug? Oh, God. Of course, Charles. <laughs> Charles is here. And, of course, Charles is going to ruin the Fatherhoods Podcast. Like yay, yay. Everything. Close the door. Close the door. Do you want the dog out? Yeah, just put the dog out and close the door. <laughs> talking to nice. Charles is like talking to another child, man. <laughs> What's the word, guys? What's going on, man? Yo, E, how's how's the baby girl? Baby's great, man. She's about to be one year old. So you're gearing up for the... So what did you finally decide on? Because we had a couple episodes ago, we are talking about birthday parties and first year. Is it going to be a blowout or is it going to be smooth or what, what you going for? No, I mean, it definitely was never going to be like a blowout because my whole thing is she's not going to be able to appreciate it. So what's the point of doing a blowout if she's not going to appreciate it? Um, it was more so for us and pictures and memories and yada, 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 more like an adult thing. We were going to rent at a Mexican restaurant and do this whole thing, but that fell apart and she loves the pool. So we decided we want to do like a pool day with her and like rent a cabana at a pool. But that also, I mean, we're going to do that, but it's summer in Miami and, and the rains are coming. Hmm. Not winter's coming, summer is coming. <laughs> so it's going to be low key, roughly. Low key and hopefully not rough weathers. All right, not rough waters. And Manny, you got uh, you're still in, I guess, daycare mode. Is that is that safe to call it? Yeah, or for sure, for sure. Stay or stay stay at home dad mode right stay now. Stay at home dad. I think Manny needs to update us on puberty and stuff like that because I feel like that <laughs> must that had to have already hit the ground running, man. We're going we're oh going there God. then, huh? Okay, shut up. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I feel a lot better about that whole topic. Um, okay. we've actually had more conversation. So she hasn't, my, my daughter hasn't, you know, nothing, nothing serious has happened yet, but she, she's really confident about it. Right. So like, she, meaning she's very prepared. She understands how it's supposed to go down. Um, and she's able to discuss it with me without it being weird. So like 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 she's the really mature one in in our relationship about it, and then that's helping me just like be supportive and not necessarily put the oh my god I can't believe we're talking about this shit face uh, every time she approaches me. So it's good, but to I mean it's got to be any day. I'm I'm thinking as soon as we get significant, you know, it's not like she's like going into labor or something. Yo, if yo dog, it fe- it felt like that. That's what it felt like to me. Any day now. Yeah, Any yeah, day yeah, now. yeah. 
But no, I think when the weather like gets warm, for, I don't know why. Just oh my God. random shit. I think <laughs> I think once it's consistently warm out, it's like an egg hatching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're more, you're obviously way like worse off than than she is in dealing with it. Oh, hundred percent. Right, hundred percent. And but actually, but, but I'm you're mo- way better dealing with it now than when oh. we first talked about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, could, he was looking like he was gonna vomit it right here yeah, on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, t- I think I turned the corner at that Angie Martinez joint. Yeah. And then, and then you know, casually as we had more conversation with folks, you know, no, this this lean on me shit that we're doing, it works, bro. It works. Like, you guys are helping me be a better me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yo, with your wife at work now, this is what, week two from, from yeah. back at work? Yeah, so, so, and, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. And, and you're still, and you're still doing your own different stuff. Right. So, with her at work, and when you need to go dip off and do things, how are you maintaining that? Do you have family close by that can come and watch your daughter? Because your son's at school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your, is your daughter at preschool or no? No, nah, not yet. Not yet. She, okay. she just turned three. So, for, for, I mean, we're blessed, bro. I, that's the best way I could describe it. My my mom is retired. Uh, all it costs me is a 45-minute drive to go get her, to bring her here. Okay. And all of that stuff goes away. Like, I don't have a concern or there's never a situation where we have to, like, sacrifice anything, really, in order to care for the kids. So, we try. I try to just be here because it's easier. But if I have to go take care of some stuff outside... She's, you know, more than willing to come through and, and stay with the kid. So it's it's easy for me. That works. Yeah, works. Shout out to Mom Dukes. <laughs> she don't. Here's a she... question. I got a question for you, Manny. Yeah. How do you deal with her with your older daughter, maybe even with your son, if you've had these conversations? How do you deal with um, jealousy explanations? So just for context. So my son was playing in uh, in his YMCA basketball league this this uh, this past weekend, and he had a great game. He was hustling. He made a couple shots. You know, he was doing his thing. And I know he really wants he wants to get that MVP because he keeps seeing these kids getting the MVP papers at the end of the at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And so there was another kid who ended up getting MVP for this game, even though this was like his best game he played. And so been trying to navigate. Like he got stuck on it. Like it's like how come I didn't get the MVP and, you know, but I played, but I, you know, I tried really hard and I played good and, you know, I'm trying to explain to him jealousy. And he's like, well, it's natural to feel jealous. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also a neg- pretty negative feeling. It can make you feel pretty bad. So you want to get rid of, get rid of it if you can. But is there another way to, to navigate it? Cause I kind of wasn't expecting to try to figure that one out <laughs> quite so soon. Uh, I, I'm probably a bad person to ask, and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll explain why. I So my kids among themselves, particularly my son and my oldest daughter, there is that, like, jealousy thing. Uh, well, him with her. So, she, like, when she first started having friends come over, you know, for whatever, to hang out in the house, he he would, like, get mad that he couldn't spend time with her because she wanted to have, you know, spend time with her friends. And he would get all sorts of mad. And what he would do is try to sneak into the room and, like, be with them or sit outside of the room and just, like, with this face, not doing anything other than just moping, right? And so the way we treated it in my house was 
we we just gave him the real. We were like, yo, you got to be able to let go of your sister every now and again because she needs to be, do more than just be your sister, right? That's not fair for her not to be able to deal, you know, work with her friends or what have you. And it, it didn't click. I mean, this was, he was probably, what is he? He's going to be six. He's probably like four, four, four to five years of age. And and that really bugged him. And in school, that similar things like what you just described with your son take place. But my son deals with it like a little brat. So he'll come about and be like, oh, it's not fair. Blah, blah. And that <laughs> shit irks me. So as soon as he hits me with that, I'm like, yo, you better man up because you get punched in the mouth. Like, that's how I talk to him. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, not, not that I'm going to hit him, but I'm like, right. yo. If, Someone else will. Right. Like, if you acting like that, somebody's going to call you a punk and they're going to punch you in the face. So don't do shit like that. And, you know, he'll start tearing and shit. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not the guy to ask. <laughs> I give it so to him really blunt. what's your wife's take on it? What, is, what does she do? Like there has to be a balance in she. I mean, yeah, she. She. I guess she's a little softer about it, but it's still. It's not like we're trying to soften it too much necessarily. It's right. like explaining really is at the end of the day what we do, but we do it with a sense, a pretty strong sense of reality. It's like you can't be like this because this is what that means to other people, or this is how it affects other people, and a it's tough love type of shit. To an extent, I mean, I'm definitely tougher, but we don't we don't beat around the bush. Right. For him, I think it's been most difficult to grasp. For my do- oldest daughter, she picked it up pretty quickly. So when she's competing and shit like that, she knows that if she didn't, for instance, win because she plays ball too, if she didn't, you know, win something from a game or uh, play, you know, get kudos from her coach that she played a good game. She understands pretty rapidly that she didn't give it her all. By the way, that noise you hear in the background is uh, from my side. My <laughs> okay, son, I thought, I my son's got my two side. friends over, and they're going bananas right now. <laughs> Ballistic. I'm like, so, my dog is acting up back there, man. My dog sounds like a six-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, yo, the best, the best medicine is usually a dose of reality. However yes. real you can get, because I know that could be tough for some folks. Yeah, there it is. Yo, that's fatherhood. <laughs> that's fatherhood, yep. bro. Definitely fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, we, we didn't really sugarcoat it too much. It wasn't, and didn't really take that much of a soft approach. It's basically like, hey, it's natural to feel like that, but it just, use it as uh, fuel to just do better and just keep, you know. Working. And not, and yeah, and, and not like. And not wish ill on someone else. Like, don't be mad at the the person who got MVP. You should be glad that they're on your team and that they play well and, you know, so that kind of thing. What do you guys think about trying to put your kids at a young age into, like, really crazy, like, spiritual stuff, like Buddhist stuff and learning how to, you know, meditate? Like, do you think that's that's the right route for anybody? Yeah, I think it's – I mean – but then so, that kid goes to school and gets smacked across the face, and it's like that Buddhist stuff goes to. You know. Well, I guess it depends on. I guess it depends on how, like, what it is you're teaching them, right? Because even if you, even if you're like um, a devout Christian or something, and you know, I thought you were about to say devout Harry Krishna. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to strike someone, or you know what I mean. There's just like, I guess it's your interpretation of 
what it is you're teaching kids. Like I think for meditation, I think it's definitely you're not gonna be able to get him to sit for too long. But even like right. when my son, he goes to uh, he does martial arts, so there's always a little bit of that in the beginning and at the end, um, and that just helps them learn how to kind of still themselves and show a little focus and discipline. So I'm definitely not mad at that at all. Hmm. Why would you? Would you do it, E? Or what are you th- thinking about trying to? No, no. I mean, I don't even know if that exists in in depth where you know kids could learn all those those tools. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to really think it out because in one hand, you you know, it'd be awesome to have like this little Buddhist, yeah, you know, uh, ninja kid, and that <laughs> nothing phases them, and there's no jealousy, and save the animals and kumbaya and all that. But then on the other hand, like I said, something goes wrong and. They need to pull a little anger out. They need, you know, something to pull from to, to be able to handle the situation in real life. Uh, you know, that that Buddhist stuff is not going to help them in, you know, in that in that situation. So. So what we what we've been trying to instill in our son is basically like, look, be true to yourself. You're a nice kid. You're a nice guy, you know, and you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But when it comes to a certain point where you got to defend yourself or you got to stick up for yourself, put, put Mr. Nice guy in the pocket, in your pocket, handle your business. And then when it's all done, take him back out of your pocket and you can be Mr. Nice be guy. Ill to physically see that <laughs> you know, go down. Like, you see him from a distance. He's like, you see, Oh, he's putting him in the pocket. And bah, 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 bah. I mean, it seemed to, it seemed, he seemed to pick up on it. Cause like we were telling him about just like, even with playing basketball, like just being, don't be afraid to be aggressive and get the ball. It's not, right. we know you don't want to hurt someone on purpose, but sometimes, you know, you, you, games get rough and all that kind of stuff. So he played a game and he went nuts and he was, you know, like the coach was like, wow, he's a monster today. What's going on? And so <laughs> at, at, uh, when he got back home, he's like, okay, so uh, I put, uh, me nice in the pocket when it was time to play basketball, and then I took him back out when he, when, when, the, when the game was over. And, you know, so it did seem to sink in a little bit. Um, but I think that again, it's just like how are you, how are you conveying it to the kids, and you, they still got to protect themselves, and they still got to you know right. be able to look out for themselves. I mean, there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of research out there that meditation in the classroom and meditation in schools especially for young kids is super beneficial if anything just to get them to be able to quiet their minds even for a couple of minutes and just be you know learn kind of the value of silence um i mean that's something that i know uh you know russell simmons he definitely i mean when he was kind of going hard in the media that was he was a proponent of Meditation for kids, especially in inner cities and in schools, and, and for everybody, yeah, yeah. Um, aside from all the other stuff, but that was his, like, you know, that was kind of his big push for meditation for children, for sure. I would imagine, even, and the martial arts stuff, like, that's something I've always said that if you know I want to put my child in martial arts from from early age, I could imagine that helps you if it's the right instructor. I would, it help them harness the energy and, you know, use it when they need to and and not when they don't, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you're gonna sure. find, the more kids you have, E, you're going to find that... Uh, Stop old... with your more kids you have. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Bob Marley over here. The more children you have, E. Nah, getting them to and from all these different things, bro, is so hard. Shut, shut what do service. you mean? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have all the services like a block away from my crib. Ah, <laughs> bueno, then forget it. Forget I said it. The JCC, they do everything. They there. do. And they're they not do. too far from me. They do. <laughs> they do everything. Yo, that that for real, the JCC is probably one of the best things to have in your community, bro. Because they, they really, for real. Not only do they do a lot of things, but they do them pretty well across the yeah, board. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're reliable. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to my Jews at the CC. For sure. <laughs> Definitely, the uh, after school and the weekends become. You know, kid time, as the older they get, as you taking them to, especially if you have them doing a lot of stuff, then you're just basically shuttling them around. And Yo, I can't wait till it, my daughter drives. Up some time. As soon as my daughter's able to drive, I'm going to get her a little fucking putt-putt, and she's going to be What are you talking about, man? I'm grabbing that Tesla, and that Tesla's going to take them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got to go anywhere. <laughs> Yo, okay, I got a question for you. Yep. E, you're not you're not there yet. So, but I'd love to hear you, what man. you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, my son, the last couple of days, he he didn't want to go to school, right? Mm. And so I'm thinking, I'm asking him, probing him, you know, different questions, whatever. And he he he's really resistant in telling the truth. Like the first thing that comes out of his mouth is typically a lie, when I'm like pressing him about something. So. He comes, I'm like, yo, so what's up, man? Why you, why you don't want to go to school? Because this kid loves school. Like, you, there's not a, like, I, I think I mentioned this before. He'll wake up Saturday mornings, like, disappointed that yeah. it's Saturday because he can't go to school. So I'm like, yo, bro, what's going on? And then he hits me with, oh, this, this girl in my school, she keeps teasing me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Is that really what it is? Because my mom and my brother have been staying here the last couple of nights. And my my son has FOMO on a thousand. Like, this kid, his fear of missing out levels are out of control. Yeah. And they've slept over before and whatnot, but he's never been the type to, like, not want to go to school just to stay home and be around them. Right? So I'm thinking that's what it is. And my wife is also thinking that. So we asking him, whatever. So he brings up this, this girl that's supposedly teasing him. And I'm like, yo, really? This is what it is? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. And before he gets dropped off to the bus, I'm like, yo, seriously, all jokes aside, tell me the truth right now. Why do you, is it, is it that you want to stay home and be with your grandma and your uncle? And then he's like, yeah. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, but apparently like the little girl teasing him is a thing. But yeah, that I would imagine, isn't that a worse how isn't that worse than wanting to stay with the Yeah, family? that's exactly. That's that would be priority number 1 if that's really right. bugging me, right? But I mean, she was she was teasing him, but it wasn't like like bullying or anything like that. It was kind of like I don't know, sing oh, right. she she'll ask him she a probably, question. She probably likes him. Maybe. But but it wasn't anything crazy. It's like she'll ask him a question and she might ask the same question 5 times. That that was him so she's saying just she's just annoying him. Exactly, she's annoying him. Exactly. So I was like, right. "Yo, if that bothers you, just have you told her that the shit annoys you?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "Bro, how the?" I was <laughs> like, "I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how this is even a conversation." It's like, "Go tell her and cut the shit." So he finally does. But but the thing and the question back to the question, the thing I'm I'm struggling with is like now it's two days in a row. That he's lying about, want not wanting to go to school, right? And it's really just this FOMO shit. So, like, do you encounter this? And if so, like, how do you navigate it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's actually, and it's, it might not be always the the missing out thing. It just might be he's he's learning how to just like make up something or use something as a crutch to get out of something else. Like he he just did he just did this um, last weekend. wasn't feeling he had he wasn't feeling so great a couple of days before that. And then he seemed to be feeling fine. And then you know we woke up the morning for his basketball game. He's like, ah, I'm not. It's coming, kind of coming back. I kind of don't feel that great, you know. I don't, probably shouldn't. I don't. I don't really want to go. Self-diagnosis. <laughs> you know, like, like you sure you seem to be fine, and he goes, no. Nah. He's like, you know, shouldn't I listen to my body if it doesn't feel good? You know, that kind of, you know? He's like on WebMD. <laughs> and so we're trying, you know, we're trying not to like get too involved with it, where he, like it turns into him being upset because then it's hard to communicate. You know, and it's like, all right, well, I think you. I think you're good, right? He's like, ah, I don't know. And we're like, is there anything else going on? Why you wouldn't like, because you seem to like going to basketball. And he goes, no, it's because of this. You know, I'm telling the truth. And then you know, we just kind of let it rest for a few. And then after a couple minutes, maybe it was like 10 minutes, just kind of looked at him and said, hey, man, total honesty, total truth. Why is it you really don't want to go? <laughs> like, tell the tell the honest truth right now. Why is it you really don't want to go? Because I'm not sure about this. And he thinks for a minute. He goes, "My teammates don't pass to me enough, and I don't get to shoot the ball <laughs> enough. And you know, and the coaches then are always yelling at me. And you know, it's like finally got to it. But but it was kind of weird. That he's just like starting to use these other like learning." knowing that he can start using these other things as excuses right. to to try to circumvent to get what he wants. But I bet it's also like you got to be careful too because, and we're trying to tell him this, like you don't want to be that kid that's always crying something and yeah, then the they cry wolf, yeah. we can't believe you, right? Because there's going to be times where, especially at school, like there might be some – serious things happening at school that reasons why you don't want to go there might be some real issues and we got to make sure that we can trust you and 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 stop whatever might be happening you know so i think that's the that's the scary part is like damn how do you like you got to build this level of trust with them but at the same time also know that they're kind of pushing their own buttons and but do you think your your parents intuition so far has because like you already intuitively thought that he might have been lying about it yeah so so, so far you're you're that's working for you up to yeah now. i think yeah i think so far the parent intuition has been pretty on point i mean even when there was times where he didn't want to go to school um we knew that there was some kind of reason and he might have given some answer which was bogus but we knew it was something right. i guess we were, we were able to finally pull it out of him um but it's like, I don't know, probably some parents will get exasperated and they might not have the patience to and they'll just be like, ah, you're full of shit. Just go to school. And there's a, a, something really serious happening. Right. You know? Yeah, I'm worried about that because I can't stand that type of stuff. So I think I'll go ape shit on my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you you like, might. You might. And I have. But you learn your your kid's routine. So, like, you'll know right. who their personality to 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 a great degree, so it, I think it'll you'll fall right in line to what we're just discussing. Because for me, like I could I could smell bullshit from my son pretty consistently, so I'm not as worried. And you know, you 
once you see a little signal or a little shift in how they move, you know something's up. But for me, it's like I don't want to come across as the tyrant, right? Like I want to be able to have his, be able to have his trust enough where when I say, yo, look, I'm serious. Just, you know, tell me for real what's going on, that he'll cut the bullshit and just, you know, come out and say it. Which it took me a little bit on this round, but it finally came out. But I think I might have also done a little bit too much with, because kind of the way I was describing it to you guys, I was like, holy, I wasn't cursing, but I, I was yeah. like, dr- I guess dramatic in my exchange with him. Right. And I think to the point of probably scaring him. At a it, I think point. it might have yeah. been a little off putting. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it. Yeah. Chill. And that's the, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't want to, I don't want everything to always have to be like I'm threatening him. Right. It's a threat. There's a consequence, you know, he's scared to say something because then you're not going to, you know, it's it's a really a fine line of trying to figure out how to get them to open up and trust you enough to tell you even even if it's something bad. I mean, what we tell him is like, look, man, even if it's something that you might get in trouble for or whatever, I'd rather just know what it is than to not be able to trust you. And I think that's just going to be a constant like reinforcing in his head just that whole scenario what's worked for me is we we always try to compare and contrast levels of of trouble call it right so like if he w- like if he broke a a window in our like house defcon system yeah right, exactly so <laughs> yeah. we try to illustrate for him how bad some shit is depending on the circumstance so if he broke the window in the house right and he tried to mask it and was didn't fess up to it and explain what happened. It would, I mean, I don't know, the worst case scenario, like no video games for a month or some, you know, for him, that shit's like DEFCON 900,000, right? <laughs> right. <clears throat> for, uh, but then w- immediately we contrast that or we'll, we'll say, all right, okay, you listen, it sucks. Thank you for telling us. You know you shouldn't have been doing X, Y, or Z. Here's what that that punishment is because you did it. And it might be like, all right, you have to go to bed early today, which is like 7 p.m. Right. And then I tell him immediately, but if you hadn't told us, then it Def, would have been DevCon yeah. 100,000. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, it, that that seems to work because with my oldest, we, this, she was our like, you know, a crash yeah. test dummy for lack of yeah. a better term. So she, it worked really well with her because she was able to see quickly, like, oh shit, I know I fucked up here's what it would have been, but here's what it ended up being. So she's almost grateful and that she did the right thing. And so that for us anyway, it's been instilling that honesty slash accountability. And so far it's been been a good little mind fuck that works in our favor. That's a good one. Hot takes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see what our guest thinks. All right, let's do it. Today we got with us, I'm going to say legendary uh, CEO Drew Ha. So he is the uh, CEO and co-founder, right, of Duck Down Music, among yes, among sir. other things. And uh, if you oh, don't know about Duck Down, then probably shouldn't be listening to that, this podcast yeah, either. Turn, turn, this <laughs> sh- turn this shit off right now and go listen to fucking Mr. Rogers. Thank you for having me, man. Thanks, I'll take, man. I'll take, I'll take the legendary. That's good. Yeah, come on, man. You've been how, how many years? How many years? Almost 30, 25, something like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely 25, 20, 25 plus, somewhere, somewhere in that range. But um, 
still going. Good, man. And you, uh, you know, you stay relevant and consistent. I mean, I know you work with young MA, you've got some other young talent and you work pretty closely with cinematic. So, uh, for those that don't know, Drew is always behind the scenes doing something. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's been a big part of the, you know, of our longevity is, is being able to kind of like reinvent ourselves, like as well as keeping the original company going, but evolving. Right. And that's, that's been a part of it. Duck down is, is, was the starting point for us. It started as management then it turned into a production company, then a record label. And then over the years it became marketing and distribution and consulting and all these things that, you know, we had to do as the, <laughs> as it got harder and harder to sell records, we had to find other ways to, um, to create money and, and, you know, keep our business afloat. So I've, I've been very fortunate along the way to, to you know, work with different artists. As you just mentioned, obviously, all our classic acts still work with those guys today, you know, from Buckshot and Black Moon and Smith & Wesson and the, the late, great Sean Price and Helter Skelter and all that stuff. And Yeah, we've got a lot, of, a lot of new artists as well under the umbrella. So, you know, very fortunate. So, Drew... You know, with especially with management and just kind of being on the run. Now, you've got in your fi- family dynamic, you've got you've got one son, correct? Yes, I okay. have. I have one son who's three years old, um, but but my wife's niece has been living with us, uh, our family, since she was eight, and she's sixteen now. So oh wow! Okay. I kind I kind of you know I kind of I kind of you had you know, training that, wheels. That's kind of mine too. Yeah, yeah, I had mm-hmm. training wheels. That's dope. So how how have you yeah. been able to how have you been able to balance just the the travel and having to you know attend to artist needs and all that kind of stuff with with your with your family life and making sure that you know your your family get gets the needed attention. How how have you got how have you been able to maintain that? Well, I I have such a late start, right? I mean, my son's only three and. Um, I, again, we talked about, you know, 25 years in the business. So I, again, use the word fortunate that, that a lot of my traveling and a lot of the need for me to be on the road and do all those things and be late night studio sessions and things like that, I, I think happened in a much earlier part of my career. Of course, there's still a ton of travel, but as my business has grown, I've also been able to hire great people and, you know, now I can, I can send them on the road and I, <laughs> and I can be home. And, I, and I'm, I'm definitely more selective with where I'm going and for how long I'm going. And I don't mind traveling, you know, I, I'll go to, from, I'll go to New York to Cali and come back the next day. Or, you know, I've done it a few times last year where I went on a morning flight and came back on a red eye. So I think they're just more sacrifices that you, that you make, you know, to be home. And that's kind of how I manage it. I, every time I do go away, I, I get, I get that, that homesick feeling now, you know, and that, that's new to, that's new to me. You know, I had it a couple of times over, over my life with my dog, <laughs> mm. but, but that, that was really, a, there's no comparing it, you know, with my son and I kind of, you know, those are the choices. Like I, I talk about, some people have FOMO, right? Like they're fear of missing out and they think they got to be here or they got to be there. And I've kind of have, have done all that and I don't really want to be anywhere, but with my family, I mean, that's, that's, I, I want to of course see the things that matter, 
from my artists and I want to, you know, I want to be there when it counts. But if there's like that one after party or that one, you know, something lined up that I know is going to go off with or without me, then I don't, I don't have any problem missing that, missing those things. What what do you think is, I mean, now, now that you have your son, right. And I, I know you mentioned you, your niece has been living with you guys, but you know, let's be honest, it's, it's not the exact same. What do you, of course. Th- what do you think is the glue? Cause obviously you have a partner and that, you know, obviously helps a ton, but like, is it, do you feel a sense of safety? I guess I'll call it when you're away, even though I know you get the FOMO and you know, you want to be home, but like that security of having your partner there, how significant is that in your ability to still handle your business, even though it might be a quick trip? I mean, you, you, that's huge. It's just like you hit it on the head. It's knowing that my son is in good hands, knowing that he's having fun, that his time is being occupied in a meaningful way that he's being stimulated, that he's, you know, that he's being taken care of. Like you, that makes, that makes you uh, able to rest easier. You know, even, even when I'm at work every day, or I know he gets out of his little preschool or whatever he's at at three in the afternoon. And my wife is with him until I come home. And, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm able to get home each night, but the nights that I'm not able to get home um, again, I know he's going to, he's going to have a good meal and he's going to, he's going to have fun and, you know that that makes you uh, that makes you rest easier, but I still miss it. You know, I I like to be there when I can be. Do you feel a sense of guilt that forces you kind of like create some sort of makeup opportunities when you aren't able to make it home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, not yet, but I'm starting to. I'm, I'm starting to see that a little more like now because he now I can tell him and he can kind of you know just just recently I can explain to him that I'm, I'm going to be home later or not or whatever it is. And so I kind of see the, the look on his face when I do come home or if I've been away for a few days, um, you know, I, I guess I, I, that'll start to, to kick in that I, maybe I'll want some more, you know, meaningful time. I, one thing I think about a lot is early on, right, because he's still kind of young, is that a lot of my time is spent with him. We live in an apartment in Manhattan. And I, I, I think that's like where the majority of my time is spent with him. Of, of course, we, you know, travel and do things on the weekends and, and whatnot. But it's, you know, it's, I see him when I come home at from 730 to maybe his bedtime, which should be like eight. But, you know, I keep him up to at least nine or ten. <laughs> but it's in the apartment, you know, and then I see him in the morning before I leave or before he goes to school. And so th- those things stay on my mind more, not guilt, but just like making that effort to make sure that it, that there's tons of experiences outside of just where we, you know, where we sleep. Mm. You're going to have to, you're going to have to start getting those, uh, those trip gifts. That's what happened with, with my son. It's like, <laughs> it's like once he started getting older I mean, he's six or oh, going on seven soon. Um, but when he started realizing like the travel schedule, cause both my wife and I had different, different travel times, and um and when he was able to communicate a bit more it was, it was basically like the thing that that made it okay was bringing that gift home after a trip <laughs> so we, we, right, we went through right. that for a while kind of yeah. phased that out I, I, yeah definitely yeah, I, phased yeah. it out but but still that you, you, that's probably coming yeah that, I, I, that's I, last guilt, time though. i was aware i got him something 
<laughs> yeah. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. See, you, that's the guilt setting in. It's it's already there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was I was was always past those airport those places in the island like who would buy this shit and now I'm the one like <laughs> sifting through looking for like a keychain or something. Oh man. Something it's he the, might want. Yeah. It's that package of American Airlines branded uh airplanes and <laughs> the, the vans and all that shit. Got rid of a lot of those. Drew Drew, you yeah. you have been you know, in the music industry, in different roles and different capacities, how do you look at your road to to where you are today? And then, do you ever think about whether or not you're for or against, or maybe even neutral for your son to kind of move in that same direction? Is, do you feel a way about it in either way? Oh wow i i haven't I haven't gone there yet in my mind. I haven't I haven't really thought about it yet because I, I still see him as you know it's a good question I just I just haven't really put that thought in yet I think that um I wouldn't you know mind if that if that was where his passion was and and, it, and he felt you know strongly to, to come into the business if, if he got to experience it and he liked it and enjoyed it and who knows what role he could play within the business um, then I, I wouldn't be against it. It's not like this is a, a football team where I'm worried about concussions. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe some random violence that 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 can happen in any nightclub or whatever. But you know that can happen. That can happen whether you're in the music business or or not in the business. So right. um, I, you know I don't really have strong strong feelings yet about whether I'd like him to to follow this path. I I would want him to do kind of like what what my father and my mother did for me was just just allow me to choose my own path and I'll, I'll remind myself as I go through this journey with him to to stay you know to try to stay true to that so hmm. we'll see are you are you playing are you introducing him and playing hip-hop in the house at this point oh absolutely but his his favorites are like Michael Jackson and Cool in the Gang and Earth, Wind and Fire. Like we we're starting him off with with just with just like a little more. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll even say the backdrop to hip hip hop, right? Because right. before yeah. there was full blown hip hop. Um, and I don't know how you cat. It's not R and B. It's I guess it's maybe I don't know what what we called it back call it, then. Like, call it soul, I guess. That'd be so right. Yeah. Yeah. So I he, he you know it's so crazy that he he loves cooling the gang celebration and, and like a couple of my mm-hmm. friends are just like how do you how do you let him go with that song it's just way too generic <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like they're like that song is just way too generic and I'm like it, yeah but he it's he happy just like, they like they like happy yeah stuff. he's happy right he's happy so I'm like let him celebrate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and Michael Jackson like God yeah, you know even with all the we. For a while, we heard the um, the documentary was coming, so there was like like people were warning us, like like almost on some Game of Thrones winters. They were like, "Yep, you better get you better get your son out of Michael Jackson because soon he won't be able to listen, listen to it." But oh, shit. you could put on any 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 watches the TV, and he'll be like Jackson Five. He calls Baby Michael Jackson, so he'll he'll call for it. Like he'll call for certain things. He'll say like Blue for Blue Michael Jackson for. Um, rock with you or you know however the because the, the video goes in all the different colors or whatever so mm. you know like that's how he he um relates to it but 
it's amazing what soulful music can bring out of, you know, a child or, or just a person, right? Like it's, it, he knows the difference of what he likes and what he doesn't like. Some songs just don't do it for him. And it's not, it's not us trying to encourage it or influence it. It's more like when, you, when now, right, on, these, on the TVs now we're on YouTube and we're like picking, we pick certain songs for him just to start it off because we know like what one or two that he likes, but then it, it kind of auto-selects like, you know, I don't even, I don't even know how to program that shit. So a playlist it. So it kind of auto selects the next song. And yeah. They, we kind of see what he gravitates to there. Of course, they're all in the same genre or related, but even still, like you see the ones that win and that don't on, on the hip hop side, I've kind of um, got him going on, like also ones that I think will be easy for him to follow, like a, a hip hop hooray or, you know, jump around or just certain records so that he could catch at least catch the beat but also still be able to follow along with it hmm. how about you, like profanity in the in the words not yet or are you are, are you gonna it? are you gonna police it when, yeah. it when it uh when he can start to understand it more you know the other day i was playing um i was playing something the other day some boot i was definitely playing something boot camp um mm -hmm. for him and I was thinking about that because there was a lot of cursing. There was, you know, a lot of M words dropping those things. And I, I that went through my mind. I was like, all right, how am I going to, how am I going to cross this bridge right now? He doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. I, like, I feel like it's okay, but in a year or two, he's going to know the meanings of, you know, the words and what will be good and bad. I, forget I, that. For, forget, I the, forget him understanding. He's going to blurt the shit out. Yeah, the repeating of it. <laughs> and he's not going to have a clue what he's saying, but it's going to be in a setting where you're going to be right. like, oh, shit, we got to go. Yeah. I don't know, man. What, I don't, you, I'll, I'll defer to you guys. What, what, you know, what do you do about that? I don't, I, it, I'm not really sure. You know, we've had, this is a topic of conversation that we have almost every episode and probably with every guest because, you know, we're, I'm scratching my head all the time. There's like, songs that i want him to hear and then i start playing it and then it's like either the 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 lyrics are too harsh or i just not i'm not ready to like broach those subjects with him yet or you know what i mean i'm just like damn, right, I, I, right. I, I, i'm trying to figure out what the what the the middle Ground. road is road is on it i mean there's there's uh some folks that are they just don't care they're like fuck it, we'll let them hear whatever, and then they have the conversations about it, um, or at least tell the kids, don't. okay, those words you don't repeat. And then there's other folks that we've talked to, and they're, like, definitely on some, uh, you know, up until 18, you know, not, no cursing, you know, that, in the music, that kind of stuff. So I don't, I, don't, right. I don't really know quite how to approach it, and my, I feel like my comfort level varies from moment to moment with like it. Like split second to split second in my case, because I'll I'll approach something and I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna hit play, and I'm on some like fuck it attitude, like yo, these kids are gonna get this hip hop today, and then some crazy like eight bars of just fuck shit, fuck shit, fuck shit, and then I'm like, whoa, that shit is old. I gotta chill, and then and then I flip it to fucking something from Motown, because I can't, I right, I, my anxiety starts to creep up so quickly. That I'm just like, yo, I gotta be doing something right. bad here, and then I flip the script. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more inclined to let him hear stuff where it's like the occasional shit or even a fuck flies that that kind of. But 
when it's like super repetitive with n-word or fuck or whatever then i'm not ready to go there especially because you know some of the the contextual conversation or having him repeat it you know i don't i don't think he's ready for for that interaction yet. yeah and i i would think that that's the way i'm going to lean because it went through my mind the other day not, and i knew i didn't have to make the decision yet i could still play anything because he He's just not there yet, you know. To, to even, I agree that he will be able to repeat certain words, but he's not even. He, you know, I'm still probably like another six months or a year away from where he's just picking up everything. So, but yeah, I you know I, I did have that thought too with with my niece, um, who you know I, I mentioned earlier lives with us because I've I've watched her go from an eight year old to a sixteen year old and. I remember when she was 11 or 12 and we'd be in the car and I'm playing certain songs and I, I it was one lyric that like, I don't know if it was a Kid Ink or Chris Brown lyric, but it was like, it was like an R&B, a nice R&B song. And they were like, you know, I'm going to put your panties, something like pull your panties uh, to the side or, yeah. you know, like, and it was like, it was being played like daytime radio, like, yeah. you know, in with, within the, within a nice song. Yeah. Right. The song was like nice. It wasn't like a dirty. But then I'm like, wait, did he just say I'm a poet? <laughs> and she's singing along with every lyric. And I was like, man, these kids have no chance. And it's 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 like what they're subjected to, especially for a young lady. You know, then to to, to the pressures of, you know, I, the the type of hip hop that that majority of my career has has been. A, a certain style. One style has has not been a lot of exploitation of women, or just. I'm not saying that I've never that I, that I've consciously made that decision. I'm just saying that it, it wasn't a big part of mm-hmm. you know early '90s boot camp rap. Like you, you yeah, there's other grit, things. Could, there's other type, books. You, yeah. Right, and there's other books you could throw at me that, for that. You could say, well, all right, well, you're guilty of all the guns and this and that. But I'm I'm just saying like that side of it. So, I, you know. Oh. For me, it was never really much of a a, a a point. I guess I don't know. I guess you 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 do have a lot of. There's probably no difference. I almost I, well actually I do. I almost feel like the the outright disrespect of women mm. within hip hop is almost easier to dismiss because you could say he's not shit for saying that la la la. But he's also that's just that's just a, a, a random dude that I would hope you would never even associate with type of vibe. But when they slip it in, in something nice and friendly, then it's more like, all right, now are they being kind of, uh, yeah. Are they tricking you almost? But, yeah. Right. Right. It's yeah. almost like, Hey, all right, well, this is, you know, sex and everything and all these things go at such a young age. Um, you know, and I guess it's the older person than me now, but I'm, I'm just thinking that, that, you know, got my attention and got me thinking about lyrics. And she knows the words that she's 16 now, so there's no way I can stop it. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics and everything that she repeats and what she knows, I'm like, she knows lyrics to songs better than she knows history lessons or English. Like, I'm, you know, she can recite every lyric to, to certain songs. I just can't even believe it. Like how she learns a song so fast. <laughs> like, you know, I, there's, I'm just not paying attention to, to lyrics the way um, you know, some of these young people are, and I think we got to be aware of that. So I've, I've had conversations with her about that, you know, just saying, all right, it is, it is in the music and it is what it is, but hopefully, 
you have enough influence from from us as your guardians to you know make the right decisions but damn it's tough today <laughs> it's, oh, it's crazy it is i mean especially because that whether we like it or not or believe it or not i mean it is influential right because it, it piques curiosity even if it one day they're going to stop just reciting the lyrics and actually pay attention to what they're saying and it's going to raise a question in their mind like yo what did, what does he mean when he say suck and swallow and then you like right, oh shit right. you open up a can of worms that you know that might put them in a situation that you know that's that's what they're about to do and that shit freaks yep. me the fuck out cuz my my I have an 11 year old daughter among three children she's the oldest and she recites lyrics to songs and she'll like self mute you know certain words even you know the radio does a terrible job in like stifling certain things from surfacing and and she knows what the word's going to be but she you know goes goes ahead and like stops short of saying it and i'm afraid to even raise it because i don't even want to put that in her head for her to start thinking about what it is that she's saying i'd rather her just right you know, almost like but you're right there yeah, yeah you're right there at 11 that's that's something i just went through that like not too long ago and come on drew i don't want to think about it's, it drew. Uh, yeah <laughs> Well, it's real. I mean, look, our, our our parents probably had different concerns, and that was a big part of hip-hop, right? Like, hip-hop was like, oh, the influence of this and that, all the things that we would hear. But, like, what I was saying earlier it was almost, like, categorized. Like, you could say, all right, well, it's, it's like N.W.A. or, you know, like, only you yeah. thought you, you were only going to get it from, like, the hardest of the hardest groups, and you didn't have to worry about it in the, the soulful records or the R&B records or the you know, obviously, of course, like the, the R. Kelly's and all that came along, mm-hmm. but I don't know, you know, like a Jodeci could, could sing it to you one way, but not as blatant, blatant as it is today. Right. So the R&B and the, you know, R&B, a lot of the R&B acts have taken on like the hip hop persona and all the videos are kind of, you know, very, very much look the same and are based on the, the, the jewelry and the cars and the, and the girls and like all those things are now like, you know, they're more prevalent than ever. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, as a parent, that's that's definitely something another one to navigate. What do you? What's, go ahead, go ahead. Go nah, ahead. you go ahead. Go, go ahead. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious. So again, you your dynamic is interesting because you've got you basically have two kids because you you were so involved early with um, your niece. What based on what you've experienced with her, like what is what kind of keeps you up at night or makes you most fearful about, you know, the, the growing up of your son? Well, I think, I think my son is, is a a mixed child, right? So his mother's Jamaican, I'm white Jewish. Um, and I think about, you know, I think about that, like what he'll, where he, where he will fit in or where, what, you know, what challenges he'll go through and, and all the, all of the, the diversity and everything that's going to be thrown at him. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if it keeps me up at night, but it's, it's more like, I wonder, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder what the future is going to hold for him and how he's going to, going to manage and, and, you know, go through all of that. And obviously I didn't have to go through that as a child. So it's not like something that I can sit and talk to him about. Right. I just grew up as, as a white kid in the suburbs mm. and he's, he's not that right. He's, he might 
have a piece of, obviously he has a, a big piece of me and my family on my side, but he also has a whole other family on the other side. And that's, you know, something that I wouldn't be able to like outright explain to him. Um, those will be things that are unique to him that are, you know, different to me. I, I joke around with my wife of just saying like, he, he's cooler than me, right? Just by default, like he can say he's Jamaican. <laughs> I can't say I'm Jamaican. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, he's not, he's something that I'm already not like I'm, I, I could say, yeah, I have a Jamaican, uh, a Jamaican wife, but that doesn't give me any, <laughs> that doesn't give right. me any claim to, and I'm not, I'm again, I'm not saying it in a, in a way I don't want to, to be misconstrued, but I'm just saying like, that is a part of him. Like he is Jamaican. He's part Jamaican. I think there's something very cool about that. Yeah. Not from like, Oh, it's cool to be Jamaican, but just that he's, you know, multicultural and, and, but how is that going to affect him? I wonder about that. Like, I'm like, man, he's going to have, you know, is he going to, is he going to go this way? Is he going to go that way? Is he going to go in the middle? Is he going to, where is he, you know, which, which directions are, are he, is he going to choose to go? Uh, those, you know, those are interesting to me to, to think about that. Kay, Kay yeah. you on a, you kind of on a similar plane with respect yep. to like your same kind of thinking about your son. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's um and and he he's half uh Salvadoran, so my, my wife's family's from El Salvador, and then on my side mm-hmm. of the family, um white slash Jewish slash Eastern European, you know, kind of a mixed thing going on mm-hmm. there. So um yeah, it's it's been interesting to try to explain to him, you know, you have these multiple cultures attached to you and you're and you're from these multiple, you know what I mean? You can, you can vibe in these different areas. Um, but just trying to explain that is that that's been like a head scratcher. Like, all right, well, you know, cause right. it's like, he's looking at me like, well, so I'm from El Salvador. What, you know, I thought I'm from California, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know? right. So, but I think that's kind of, but you know, probably in another 10, 20 years, I mean, that'll be that that's probably going to be the norm for, for most folks is, is the, the mixing of culture and ethnicities. And cause that's really where we're headed. I mean, when we talk about multicultural, we're really talking about what, what the world is at this point, at least hmm. in my mind. That's, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, but I, I think when you, it, it is until you really strip it down and look. And yes, there's a lot more. And I remember even growing up in the 70s, there was very little. And the amount, even when it was, and I went to, I grew up in a neighborhood or a town called White Plains, New York, and it, it's a suburb of the city. It was a very diverse school. Like that, you, you had, you know, a melting pot, not to overplay that word, but it really was a melting pot high school like or or school system and so you had all different types of kids in it um but i remember when i got to college i went to syracuse i went from white plants to syracuse that's where it really hit me that the world wasn't really the way it was in white plains like you know i saw so much more divide and and syracuse has uh you know syracuse has a, a good amount of of um diversity even for a college, like it's not like an all white school or all this school It's it's, you know, it's diverse, but still, like I saw, I saw all the, the majority of like, you have fraternity houses, they'd be all white or they'd be all black or they'd be, you know, I'm not going to say Spanish. It probably weren't, you know, like a Spanish fraternity, but it, it, the line was really drawn, you know, when I got to college, that's where I kind of 
realized that um, the world didn't really operate like that. And so, you know, maybe maybe I agree, and, and it, it's gotten a whole lot better, and and uh, and there's a, there's a whole lot more of it going on. But it, it's still for these kids, the ones that are mixed, and they're still going to be the extra minority. Even when I say that, like me, even meaning like then you know this this weekend I was at a wedding on my on my wife's side, and you know my son he's he looks I thought he's got a blend an interesting blend he's got um, you know a little bit of an afro going I don't know what you would call it or <laughs> describe it <laughs> but he's very he's very light you know he could he could kind of go either side like you wouldn't you might say oh he has you know, those characteristics, but he also has these characters, like you, you might, you'd have to do the double take and try to, you know, mm. think about what he is, right? Like, and a lot of people do do that. Hey, what is he? Is he white? Is he that? Is he that? Right. Like, you know, we won't do that out loud, but come on, we know that everyone's going to, if you see a kid and you were asking, you'd have to, you'd have to do the double take and think about it for a second. So I don't even on even on the black side of it, or, you know, in, in their case, the Jamaican side of it, um, you know, I look at how her family even also views him too. You know, it's not just white to black; it's black to white, mm-hmm. the same way, right? Like, 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 is everyone ready to accept him on that side too? Is everyone on the white side? You would think it more that way. Like, is everyone in the white world ready to accept a, a black child? Is everyone? But is everyone on the black side willing to accept a white child? I don't know. It's all these different dynamics, and. It is. I think for for those children that are mixed, they're the ones that will will grow up with it and will have to face it. And us as parents will you know be able to help and guide them through the best we can. But that's what I was saying earlier. Is like I'll never be able to say that I went through that experience. And so that um, that part of it doesn't bother me. But I think about it like how I'm going to uh, approach it when the time comes. Cause he'll always be, you know, you can always say, Oh, I was in your shoes. Like, you know, like right. you'll always be able to revert to that. But in this one instance, I will not be able to say that. And I won't be able to say, I know what it's like to, you know, to maybe not know which way you're being tugged. And I, I do remember in school, you know, it's different in, in, in the real world where we live now as adults and being mature and blah, 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 blah. We, and especially in the music business where there are, where we all do interact and, but I, you know, remember in, in schools again, like, like what pressures are our kids, you know, faced with and are you rolling with this crowd? Are you rolling with that crowd? Like the, the kids that are mixed would probably have some, some, um, you know, tougher pressure on them to where they're going to fit in. So, you know. Yeah. And I think, I, I think, you know, to your point, it is still, and I'm talking more in like 10, 20, maybe even 30 years, it might be, it's normal, but I think also we're coming from a metropolitan perspective where, you know, we're yes. in a metropolitan right. area. There's, there's just bound to be a, a bit more diversity, but, you know, hit the middle of the country or even just smaller, yeah. smaller areas within your state. And it is what, what you say. And it's, it's a lot of people's nature to just want to put someone in a box and say, what are you? You this, that, you know, that kind of to, to try to figure it out for, yeah. I guess, in their own minds. So this is, it's not easy. I, I wonder, yep. so in both of your cases, um, you know, the the sense of white privilege, I wonder how that plays itself out. Because, you know, assuming that they, 
you know, like you said, I think in both of your cases, it's hard to determine what they are, right? Like, it's not easy for you mm-hmm. to just put them in a box. So to that end, there has to be some sort of, you know, potential there for them to have that that privilege. And also how they go about utilizing it will be an interesting thing, uh, you know, for me, because you see it play itself out. And, you know, well, I'll be running with Kay, for instance, and I'll be walking with Kay somewhere and nobody looks at me twice if I'm next to Kay going into an event or whatever the case is. But let me show up by myself trying to get into a spot with all the confidence in the world. <laughs> it's, it's true. I'm, I'm getting a pat down. Or they're looking at me like, yo, what the fuck you doing here? <laughs> so right. it'd be very interesting. Like, that's always. Yeah. But I, you know what I think? I think it'll be a unifying mechanism versus a a uh, separation mechanism for a lot of the kids that are multicultural. Well, I can't speak for all of them, but I feel like there'll be more unity. They'll be using it for more. call it positive things versus to distance themselves yeah i mean i think in for my in in my case you know when when it's time to have that conversation with him um is you know it it is a real thing he's got to understand what it means and to and and then to turn it on for for the greater good when when he can that'd be my that's my kind of short thinking on it and I would I would agree with that. Again, as long as you don't hide one or the other from the child, yeah. you know, like that's. I think if you if you, we always joked around. Me and my wife joke around because we both like you know we're, we're like we joke around and say we'll see like an older mixed person, like a sixteen year old, seventeen year old kid, and we'll like say, is that going to be our son in you know fifteen years? Like like is he going to be is he going to try to force his dreads to grow and he really shouldn't even have dreads? Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Like that kid that like is trying extra to, but like she would always say to me, the only way he probably would do that is if we denied him. And then he, and then it becomes like a, you know, like, Oh, you never told me about these, this side of my family and this side of my, Mm. now I'm going to go explore and find my heritage. Right. (laughs) Right. You almost create instead to like, give them everything, give them the, give them, the good and bad of both sides as well. Like you're saying, you know, from the white privilege to, to all the things that, that, you know, are, are going to, that he's going to yeah. be faced with on, on, you know, both sides of it. It's, it's like, let him be exposed to everything and let him know. And then I agree. You use the, you use it for the, the best good that you can. Yeah. So Drew, I, I want to um, hit another topic. And I, I heard uh, you had a great interview with, um with premium Pete, in that episode, uh, I think it was last week or the week before. So shout outs to Premium. He he's been on the show and yep. he's all Big about yep. He's all about parenting and being a great dad. Um, I wanted to talk to a little bit about your dad. Um, I know he had passed and he dealt with Alzheimer's, right? From mm-hmm. so I'm just curious from a son's perspective, kind of going through that with your dad. I, my mother-in-law passed recently and she had. Uh, dementia slash Alzheimer's and it was you know we were very close and it was man it was just really hard to watch someone just become a different person and and watch that kind of slow decline I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you know it was tough for you as it's tough for everyone but I'm just curious from kind of a son's perspective how that felt and if it almost felt like you know you became the parent in the end yeah, absolutely. I mean, they say, right, like once, um, well, what's that saying? You said once an adult, but twice, twice a, child. a child. Yeah. Yeah, twice. I'm, 
twice a child, once an adult. And that's, you know, that was definitely the case uh, with my father. I think that the disease, the way it is, it, it you know, it's so gradual in, in some cases. In my father's case, it, it was like a eight or nine year progression. So it wasn't like this one big shock and awe. Of, yeah. You know, you learn to kind of accept and deal with things along the way. And it, but it was it was tough in the beginning when he was first diagnosed. You know, we knew there were some things that were off with him, but he was still so there. You know, he was still. It wasn't like all of a sudden it's like, okay, you have this, and he's a different person. Like he was still driving, he was still at work, he was still. There were just little things that we we saw that were like, all right, these things aren't right, and that led to um, you know the diagnosis of what what he had. So the difficult part was watching him go from one you know, from one thing to the next thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a terrible disease just in the sense of like anyone who builds and who builds a lifetime, they should be able to take the lifetime of memories and who they are and what they've mm-hmm. created and what they've done to the grave. And I believe that like, yeah. it, you know, it, that's, what's just so terrible about it. It's like your whole, it's like your whole um, computer is being, wiped out yeah you might have had your computer for x amount of years and did all this work and next thing you know that computer just doesn't have anything on it but it still like turns on so that that was hard to come to grips like with days where he didn't know who i was or there's a lot of anger with alzheimer's i don't know i can't explain to you why that happens or but that's like a side effect of it where the the patient or the person can become very angry at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was times where he wanted to like fight me and, you know, I'd be visiting him and I had to like leave from visiting him, but he would let a nurse or someone else stay with him. But if I came in the room, he just wanted to like fight me. <laughs> like to see your dad come, yeah. come at you, like things, things like that were just like, damn, this shit is fucked up. Hmm. Um, but yeah, when, when he finally, uh, you know, passed away, there was actually a, a sense of relief and that it was over and that, uh, you know, that he was resting peacefully. It was like, all right, at least he deserved that much. Yeah. Right. So it's tough. I, I do know a bunch of people that, that are going through it. I know I'm, I'm certainly not alone in that. Um, and it doesn't make it any, you know, what, like all these diseases and everything that happens, like one thing's going to get us sooner or later, right? We're, we're, Shit, we're, yeah. we're all destined for something. So I don't know. It's like pick your poison. <laughs> now, did he, did he pass before your son was born or, or did he get a chance to meet your son? No. Yeah. He, he passed in 2011. Okay. So, okay. uh, he knew my dog. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he knew my dog, Prince Ray. He loved my dog. He was like that was my first son, and he and he knew he knew all my artists, um, and he had a chance to you know have meaningful time with them. When to me at that stage of my life, like you know those those were uh, very valuable um, you know memories and and important people to me. So the fact that he you know and he knew the business like that the, the business was like my baby, mm-hmm. and so in so, in some ways you know yeah of course he didn't get to meet my son. But I'm, I'm, I named my son after him. Hmm. Um, I gave him his, you know, a combination of, of my father's name and, and my wife's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't mind telling you my name. My son's name is Harvin. Harvin. My father's name nice. is Har- Harvey. 
and that's where we got the the Harv from Harvey and the Vincent from my wife's grandfather oh, Vincent. Dope. So we made we made Harvin. Nice. Yeah. Plus I, I'm plus I'm a huge Minnesota Vikings fan, and Percy Harvin did, oh. that didn't that didn't you know, that didn't hurt either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it kind of has like a Jamaican flavor to it because there's a lot of names that sound sort of similar. So you you guys did good. <laughs> no, good see they. No, on the Jamaican side, they they all yelled at us because Jamaicans don't pronounce H. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's like the H is almost silent. So they were all like, Arvin. Arvin. <laughs> right. They don't, they don't really, the Harvin doesn't. So they were like, why'd you name your son Arvin? You know, like, <laughs> but then a lot of the Jamaican side of his family just calls him Vin. Uh, so, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are you in... Are you in touch much with um, Sean Price's kids? Um, I, I'm not. I'm not in touch with them so much. Uh, you know, Sean, his daughter, Sean P, through Bernadette. There's there's a lot of interaction that way. Like whatever events are happening, yeah. and especially right after he passed, she was everywhere. His other two sons, um, Terry and I. You know, I won't, won't big up their names, but his other two sons. I see from time to time at certain events, but I don't, I don't really communicate with them directly. I know it's, it's mostly through Bernadette, but you know, even when Sean was, was with us, it wasn't like I was, you know, interacting with his children. So, Mm. um, and I check up through Bernadette or Bernadette will, will keep me updated. Even if you just follow her on the gram, Mm -hmm. you get a lot of, you know, updates that way. But, um, you know, I, I get the updates from her, and and uh, that's you know that's that's the way I, I I stay in the loop. Are are any of them at that age where they're interested in music or doing anything in music that at least Bernadette has passed along to you? Uh, well, Sean definitely is his daughter. She you know she um, she likes to rhyme. Okay. And I'm not saying that she's gonna become an MC or anything, but she she definitely has the the ability. She's there's a couple of songs and things that she's already been you know she's done verses on and we put her in a few music videos where she's lip synced the whole you know song for sean's part um she she's amazing she she's come up to a bunch of interviews with us um when when we do like interviews for sean as a as bernadette and the family she'll always bring her up and i have a funny funny clip of her and DJ Premier, where Premier was trying to teach her how to scratch, and she just wasn't really too impressed. <laughs> um, and it was, it, she's got a lot of of Sean Price Senior um, attitude, and you know, not giving a what. So I could I could see her uh, cycling through the, the the business at some point, but we'll see. That's dope. Well, so wait, I want one final question, Drew. Are you trying mm-hmm. to have more children? <laughs> uh, I would. I wouldn't mind. I, I really enjoyed being a father. I really enjoyed the like a lot of a lot of my friends or or young or parents whose kids are older think I'm crazy. But I think when you are a, a parent at an older age, you know it's like what I was saying in the beginning of all of this is like I have less things pulling at me. I don't care about being at a party. I don't care about. That's true. You know, yeah. being at a game, I just, you know, I enjoy it, and I, I enjoy the 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 moments of fatherhood so far. 
Um, I, would I do it again? I, my wife and I always obviously talk about that too. Um, all the nights of sleepless nights and, uh, <laughs> and the night terrors and the, the, the tantrums and all that stuff. And, uh, even down to the, oh man, right? Like the, the all the, the equipment and everything you need. It's just, yeah. there's so much to it. So it's maybe just fast forward know. to the age five. I think I'd be, <laughs> I might consider it. <laughs> right, right. Right. I don't think and my I body, my body could handle it. Uh, handle the, the newborn yeah. again. I'll let my wife, I'll let her make that ultimate decision. It's, it's her body and it's her, no matter what we go through, we'll never go through what they go through. Yes, so that's facts. Yeah. Well, in true fatherhood fashion, I guess we better go take care of our kids. <laughs> in <a few. laughs> that's right. I got to get home. <laughs> any, any last, uh, words of parenting advice, Drew, before we get out of here? Um, you know, just, just my advice to parents would be to enjoy your children and to, you know, be empathetic and in, in the sense of just like knowing, know as much as what, as you can of putting yourself in their shoes of, of, and try to remember all the things that you didn't like or that you did like when you were a kid. And that's what I try to do all the time. I try to constantly remind myself so we don't fall in the patterns or yeah. there are good patterns and there are things that we should repeat. But there's also things that maybe you could do without or you could omit or you could modify. <laughs> yeah, that's for and sure. And so, you know, yeah, like like try to constantly remind yourself of, of things you, you that were, you know, meaningful to you and that you liked and that's it. I mean, put your put your kids first. And, and don't forget that, to, and don't forget to check out the new releases from Duck Down Music. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and and listen, and listen to this music. We got a new Black Moon album on the way Ooh. called Rise of the Moon. It's coming very soon. Um, you know, a lot of good stuff happening. But if you follow me at Druha or at Duckdown Music, uh, we'll save that off of the gram, and I'll throw you all the the advertisements there. <laughs> Dope. There it is, man. Appreciate it, Drew. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right.